Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to All the Small Games, a podcast where we talk about the small games, and by small I mean indie. My name is Jonathan Valenzuela, with me as always is my fantastic co-host, tell him your name son. Hey everybody, it's me, Andrew Levins, the co-host. <laughs> the co-hostess with the co-mostest. Um, yeah, um, we're, we're back for another episode and I think uh, in a rare a rare uh, sort of opportunity or event. We are aligned today. We have both yeah. played the exact same games over the last week. Our indie periods have synced up and we've played the <laughs> two same games. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what did we play, Elevens? Yeah, so the two games that we both played without prior organization, uh, we both just happened to play these games. One of them is a brand new uh, out over the weekends, and the other one came out the week before. Um, so we have uh, two wonderfully named games. One of them is called Rain on Your Parade, in which you play a, cl- a cloud whose job is to ruin everyone's day. And uh, the other one is called uh, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, uh, which like, I was like, I knew I needed to play it the moment I discovered it existed, um, however many months ago it was that it was announced. But uh, in that game, you play a turnip boy whose day has been ruined because your uh, greenhouse has been... Uh, taken by the mayor because you haven't paid tax. Yes. And uh, it's an adventure game. So we have uh, two very fun, colourful and cute games that we both played. Um, John, would you like to take a pick as to which of these games we want to talk about first? Um, I reckon let's do Rain on Your Parade first, just because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like if we're going to talk Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, we're going to get into some spoilers to really sort of get to the get to the heart of the game, get get so, to the grit of, of who Turnip Boy really is as a yeah. man, as a turnip, <laughs> as a tax um, so, evader. So let's let's kick off with rain on your parade. I'm just trying to think. I, I haven't seen. I mean, normally we'd have news at the top of the podcast, but I haven't really seen anything around this week that that's grabbed my attention. Well, while we're talking about rain on your parade, I'll check the all the small games Discord community to see if any news is ah. posted in there. Good on them. Uh, you, can, you can join that same community by heading to patreon.com slash all the small games. We love hearing from our friends, and that's a great place to congregate and talk about indie games. Yes. Uh, especially, you know, if you've ever listened to us and thought, gee, I'd like to in- interject on that bit of conversation. Gee, I'd like to post a game that doesn't actually exist so they include it in their news section. Well, Now's we'll, a chance. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, patreon.com slash all the small games. Anything, anything popping Discord-wise? Uh, no, not really. No, well, <laughs> no, no, no news. No lots news of lots is, of popping. Li- no, very little news. No news is good news. We're staring down the barrel. E3 is coming up in June, so there's going to be a ton of news coming through then. 
Uh, I mean, who, news, who needs news when you've got so many brand new indie games to play? Like True. Rain on Your Parade, All uh, right. which is a new game that launched on everything over the weekend. Uh, actually, everything except PlayStation. So it's on Switch, uh, Steam, Mac, um, and Xbox. It's actually a Game Pass game. If you have Game Pass, you can play it, it for the cost of your Game Pass. That I, I'm, is... I'm forcing myself not to say free, because it's not free. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, if you play a heap of games over the course of a month on your Game Pass... You amortize the cost, it winds up as cents on the dollar. But um, that's actually, yeah. that's where I played uh, Rain in Your Parade. I saw it on Game Pass and snagged it. What about yourself? I played it on, played it on Switch, thanks to a code uh, from the developers and publishers, Unbound Creations. Nice. And the designer himself, Jacob Katstalski. Okay. Um, yeah. So when the game, Untitled Goose Game, came out in 2019, I think we both predicted that I know I definitely talked about it with Angus on HeyFam that like there was going to be like just a litany of uh, of copycat games where you play you know untitled raccoon game um, or you know just like just pick a pick a random animal and you are that animal and your job is to fuck up everybody's um, day sure. and besides like a few games that I think are a lot more than just like I, th- I would say that maybe Sneaky Sasquatch is slightly inspired by Untitled Goose Game but is absolutely its own game in its own right um, I've, I, it, there's been surprisingly few games that have just copied that lightning in a bottle Untitled Goose Game formula um, and Rain on Your Parade and I mean this in a good way is, is like the first game that I think is like oh that was definitely like directly influenced by Untitled Goose Game sure um, but but it changes enough, so and, and and the way you play the game is completely different to Untitled Goose Game. But as a concept, um, in this game, you play a rain cloud. Called um, Cloudy. And cloudy. And the first thing you do as a cloud is uh, just destroy a wedding. You have to wet all the guests and the, the happy couple. And uh, the, the level is over once every guest is sopping wet and blue. Uh, you have a water meter. Um, and generally, you have to achieve your everything you need to or your goals before you run out of water in the early levels. But things, like abilities and uh, uh, specifications, keep getting added to each level uh, because this this, uh, this game has a world map where you basically hover over different levels, and when you rain on them, you enter the level and you have you have a you know you get your your, your task sheet uh, appears before you. Sometimes you get like a little bit of story. This kind of is is told a la. Um, the Princess Bride. It's, yeah, it's very Princess Bride. It's a it's a grandfather telling his uh, grandson a story about Cloudy, essentially, yes. and making it up as he goes along. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I, I've I've just gotten a message from well, like, the, the like a character that I've met has just told me that I that I'm just past halfway. Oh right, okay. I'm I'm roughly in the same place as well. Okay, like, cool. You've unlocked the snowing ability. Yes. Which yeah. I, I yeah, so you, you uh, about ten or so levels in, you you get the ability to um, uh, create thunder. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. lightning. So you can strike lightning and, and set things on fire. Um, and then uh, I've just gotten uh, the snow ability, which means you can uh, make things slippery for people to slip over because you, you freeze it, or you can turn people into snowmen. Um, and I imagine that there's going to be one more ability that we unlock um, yes. before we finish the game. There's there's one um, more button on the keypad, and I'm very curious what that's going to be. Um, yeah, I look, I, I've been having a lot of fun with this game because it's the kind of game where they've gone, okay, we have a mechanic. What can we do with this mechanic? So mm-hmm. they've clearly just like been the, the design team at, at, at Unbound Creations have clearly just been like riffing out 
okay, what what ridiculous things can we do? If we make the cloud rain oil, then we can have levels where the goal is to set everything on fire, for instance. There was a level I ran into. Have you completed all the levels up to the point where you are at? Uh, yeah, except uh, I've been playing it with my kids and uh, they wouldn't let me finish the the zombie level because it okay. was too scary for them. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there was one level where you don't get a task sheet and there's just a dog sitting there and you your cloud rains hands on the dog and the goal was yep. just to pat the dog. And, and I, uh, I, I think that, that only exists so they can get... Um, their game displayed on the website can you pet the dog all oh, right sure um because there are tons of meta video game references in this game um, there's even you know, there's, there's a whole level based around the tv show the office yes where you play as the cloud in a in a like pretty series much series of episodes yeah yeah but a perfect replication of the set of the office and you just you know you have to do like one one of the episodes is you need to fill everybody's coffee cups with coffee. Another one, like, you need to start a fire in the office so everyone evacuates, which is based on one of the episodes of the show. Like, all these little bits and pieces. I think one of the characters you interact with is the, the frog from Frogger. Yes. But they never actually properly say it's the frog from Frogger because that would be, like, IP violation. So it's yeah, just he's just going to, like, you know, you're probably too young to remember who I am, but I used yeah. to be a famous video game character. Yeah. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed the Metal Gear level. Oh, um, that was fantastic! The, yeah, the, the intro and when, and if you if you get killed, or you know if you get spotted by um, one of the enemies in that level, because it is like a stealth level where you've got to wet people with torches before they shine their torch on you. Um, if when it gets to like the you know game over screen, it goes like cloud, cloud <laughs> instead of snake. Great shit. Um, yeah, was... there, there've been a few other references uh, throughout there as well. I was actually curious if you were playing this with Archie and Tilly because when I was playing it, I'm like, this would be the perfect game to play with kids. It's like, it's like a Pixar movie. You you enjoy the references that go over their heads, and they enjoy like a nice, bright, colorful world where they can kind of cause mayhem and have fun. Yeah, and there's like relatively low stakes. Um, I would say maybe like fifty percent of the levels you can't exactly lose. It might just take them longer to achieve all the goals of the level. Yeah. Um, although I will say that, like, yeah, like I think it's like the, the first level Archie did, and that was really easy. And I was like, oh wow, cool! I bet I'm sure maybe Tilly could do a level. So she did the next level, and sure enough, she was able to complete it. It was one where you have to set everything in the tire yard on on fire. Yep. Um, and and she did it all. She was like, you know, really, really like careful and collected, but she managed to do it all before she ran out of um, gasoline or whatever um, tar. And then the third level, I was like, okay, hand it back to me. Let's see, let's see how I go. The third level was the one where you have to stop people from disarming a bomb. Oh, yeah, that one's tough. Yeah, I just like, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. Um, and it wasn't until I unlocked the lightning ability that I was able to finish that level, ah, go back and finish okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, have yeah, you managed yeah, to finish right. that one? Yes, I like just, the bomb just went off before they managed to defuse it. But it's super yeah. difficult. Yeah, it was just a hilarious difficulty curve that to, to go from like a level that a four-year-old had no problem to completing to a level that a thirty-six-year-old experienced professional gamer was like, <laughs> "Oh boy, I'm going to come back to this later." <laughs> um, I I definitely like this is because it's on my Xbox. It's one of those games that I play like late at night after my wife has gone off. You know, my wife and I have watched whatever we're watching for the evening, and she's gone off to bed. 
I'll fire this up and play a few levels, I think. This will be That's something... when I become a cloud. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Pretty much, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that'll, I think it's one of those things, generally stuff I play on Xbox, I, I inevitably burn out on quickly because that's, it's the same as you playing games on your laptop, that's not what you use your laptop for, my TV and my Xbox are generally for TV watching, but I think this is the kind of game that I'll be like, yeah, I'll come back and, you know, knock out five to ten levels before I go to bed, just for fun. Yeah, we've we've been playing this one before school every day for the last yeah. week, and it, it's 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 been fun because like yeah, I can Archie finishes breakfast before Tilly, and I'm like okay, cool. While while I'm packing your bags, you jump on, you you, you do a level, and then I'll come and sit down, and we'll all do some levels together before we go. Um, it's a that's, great game just to pick up and play. A, it, you know, it reminds me of an app basically. Yeah, um, I mean that's but one. The, the, the best qualities of an app. That's one benefit to it as well is the levels are fairly short and discreet. So you know, if you snack, if you just want a snack, it's perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. A little, a little, ga- a little gaming snack. Um, the graphics are very um, like simplistic, three uh, D rendered figures. Yep. And uh, and backgrounds, but I think it works well for um, for, for what the game is trying to do because um, it, it is like some of the things you are doing. It is like a, it's a physics based kind of puzzle game. Yeah. I guess. And some of the effects of what the cloud is, you know, raining on everyone beneath them is, you know, it's it's purposefully clunky and funny. Uh, so I think having having these like very easy to tip over three D models um, works well for what the game's trying to do. Yeah, and if you there are occasions where you zoom in on the models, and I think it's mentioned by one of the characters throughout the game, everyone's made of yarn. That's right. And you, you can kind of see that yarn texture on the character models. There are like I, I have had a couple of frustrations. On levels where you have to wet everyone in the level, it can sometimes be really hard to see who's wet and who's not. Yeah. Because, like, whenever you wet someone, they turn blue. And sometimes if a character has, like, dark hair and is wearing something dark, you can't really be like, oh, there's the person I'm missing. So there can be a bit of frustration around that. But, I yeah. mean, that's a minor thing, really. Like, for, for, the, for the amount of fun and joy that is packed in this game... Um, yeah, I, I think it's you know it's definitely worth grabbing whatever whatever had, console you have to be in. I've had a few more serious issues, um, mainly bugs. Mm. Um, a, a couple of levels I had, I had to restart um, okay. because because like either an achievement like something I've done isn't clocking; it's not reali- realizing that I've done it. Right, um, sure, sure, sure. And then on the on the main menu screen, you can pretty much start playing the game straight away. Um, and when you have like basically to start the game, you have to rain on the button that says start. Yeah. Uh, but but you can also strike it with lightning, which my son did. And when you strike it with lightning, the start button just flies away, oh. and you you can't actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to quit the game and, and 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 go back in it. All right, that's that's pretty wild. I, I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't run into any bugs on the Xbox uh, release so far. It's been pretty steady. But um, I, I guess I can try the zapping with lightning thing and see what happens. Yeah. You'd think it'd uh, just set it on fire. <laughs> the, start, the start button just yeeted off the screen. It was, <laughs> I was like, okay, now what do we do? Well, we're not playing today, Archie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's a really fun game to play with kids. Definitely recommend it. You know, our, our kids, kids, all the small games, kids wreck. Yeah. Small games, small people. Oh yeah, small games for small people. That's a great yeah. that's a great little tag. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. 
Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So, we, shall we move from a mischievous cloud to a criminal root vegetable? Yeah, so, I mean, what, what kind of game did you think Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion was going to be off the back of the name alone? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. That's, like, a crazy, um, a crazy name to think of a game to. But I thought it was going to be more, like, a bit of a crime simulator. Whereas, yeah, like, I thought ma- it, you, you were going to be encouraged to actually commit tax crimes. Yeah. Um, or, or something along those lines, like it would it would walk you through how to commit tax evasion, maybe. Like it's an edu- <laughs> it's an educational game. Yeah, well, and maybe it shows you like the things that your taxes actually pay for. So by not paying them, look at the you know lack of the unfinished roads in your community. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought that's what it was going to be like a more kind of like humorous look at what taxes are and and what they how they serve the the community. I don't know. Um, sure. So I was very surprised when uh, uh, to start. Uh, you start the game straight away, and it's like you get like a bill, like your tax bill. Once you've you know like to, to pay the tax on your house, your greenhouse that you live in as ta- ta- Turnip Boy, and you you just press A to continue. He just rips it in half, and yeah. that is the, the act of tax evasion. Yes, um, because immediately you have been booted from your greenhouse by the mayor who is inside your greenhouse. And in order, if you want it back, you have to be his errand boy, basically. And you have to travel around this little map. Um, it is like a semi-isometric view. Um, it's pretty much like a, a very, very small um, uh, Zelda-like, yeah. you know, a Link to, Link to the Past-style adventure game. Um, there's like, you know, areas of the map that you can't access um, at the start of the game. You have to unlock abilities that allow you to, um, you know, get past bushes or people have to move out of the way for you, that kind of thing. But you're basically exploring, you're you're finding new weapons and abilities um, and you're doing, you know, some light puzzles, a little bit of combat and a a whole lot of side quests um, because... You you do I guess you, you kind of commit other. It's not so much that you you are doing tax evasion. It's just that Turnip Boy likes to rip things in half. Oh God, um, does he love to? There's like thirty sheets of paper. You know, it, it's either like maybe someone's autograph or someone will, someone will give you a piece of artwork. Like someone at one point is like, oh, I, I like to draw my own anime inspired uh, portraits. Here you go, and then you just rip it in half in front of the person <laughs> that gives you a gift, and they're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is funny that anything you're handed you have two options read and rip so you can read it and like it'll tell you any text that's on it and that kind of thing and then to continue moving with the game you have no option but to rip that thing in half yep um pretty amusing it it is um yeah i definitely got that kind of zelda vibe to it you are on an adventure as as turn up boy 
Uh, and kind of as you adventure, you learn a little bit more about the world that you're in. I think there are like there are two big twists in this game, and this is this is where we get into spoiler territory essentially. But um, the the first big twist was discovering that like the whole game is set in the nuclear post apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't know if that like you know I think what we're gonna we're gonna the spoilers we're gonna be discussing we're not really ruining the story for you. It's just like these are these odd little surprises that the game is in and if anything maybe they'll convince you to buy this game because uh, yeah. I did have a great time playing it so as, um, as you explore you kind of like you come to find out why there are talking vegetables everywhere and uh, yeah basically you piece together that there was a nuclear war and it's all the nuclear like nuclear fallout that, that stuck around afterwards that's the reason why you know all, all, these, yeah. all these vegetables came to life um which is, you know, an interesting little plot point, I thought. Um, yeah. Last there's... week I, um, I reviewed a game called Kaze and the Wild Masks in which you play an animal uh, fighting uh, vegetables that have come to life. Um, but in this game, you play a vegetable who has come to life, surrounded by other vegetables who have come to life. And the, all, the, all your enemies, for the most part, are like bugs. Yeah, there's a couple of boss battles against, like... I think there's one against a cat, there's one against a deer... Um, yeah, so you got animals, yeah. Yeah, those those boss fights were generally like fairly manageable. There was oh yeah, one, like it's a very simple game. There was one boss fight though, which was the mutated kid in the bunker. That I was just oh yeah, like, yeah. the difficulty just ramped way up on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I only died maybe like twice throughout the entire game, and we we've both we've both a hundred percented this little game, um, and uh, it feels good to do that. But yeah. I think yeah, I would have only died maybe twice from like yeah trial and error in the boss fights. Just like yeah, what, I, what does the game want me to do? It was only it was only that mutated girl boss fight that I got wiped in, and I think maybe the the final battle against Mayor Onion. Yeah, yeah, which which uh, was pretty difficult. I am I am curious because you you got both endings. I only got one. Yeah, so there are two endings to this game. Um, basically, if you just like you know complete the game um, without finding all of the artifacts that you can rip in half, you fight the mayor, um, and because he you know he's still squatting in your house, and he reveals that he has no plans to give you his, your house back. Um, and once uh, once you've beat him in this like just this regular version of himself, like well, you know he take he eats a bunch of fertilizer. Um, yes to make himself super powerful and once you beat him um he's the, the game's over um but if you've collected every artifact you beat him once and then he like laughs and then you go to space he, he like <coughs> he launches a nuke yes and uh you're sent into space and you and a bunch of irs agents have to team up to take out his like final form and these um, are these are IRS IRS agents that were working for the mayor the whole time. So yeah, they're strawberries. <laughs> yeah, it's a sudden like, oh, uh, we don't like this. We're joining your side now, which is fun. Um, so yeah, I, I beat it the first time with like ninety six percent completion or something like that. I think I had like there there are collectible hats, artifacts, and there's a bunch of hearts. Um, so when I first finished the game, I had like eight hearts, and then I found the last two, one artifact and one hat. Um, there's like a zombie cat who you can go visit it's like this like godlike cat Trans- transdimensional cat yeah and if you go and talk to them they tell you all the things that you may have missed um and they kind of give you a clue as to where you need to go to look for it 
Um, and so yeah, once I once I uh, I, I, got, I got ten the ten hearts and then went and took on um, the final form of, of the mayor. Um, and once you beat him the second time, you get a hundred percent. But I managed to beat that final form on my first try. I had half a heart left. Right, <laughs> managed, managed managed to beat it. <laughs> um, yeah, similar to um, similar to Rain on Your Parade. There's lots of like little references to pop culture and stuff like that scattered throughout the game like one of the people you deal with is a streamer and yep. you know in order to get past the you know you need to get past her to get into a house and she wants a a three-tier sub so you have to go to like a subway sandwich shop and pick her up a like a three-level sandwich yeah you give that to her and she's like cool thanks for the three-tier sub i'll let you go and like lots of other little bits and pieces i think the, the writing in it's really cute yeah, I agree. Um, it's a really sweet game. It reminded me a lot of um, Piku Niku, the Devolver game yeah. that came out a couple of years ago. Um, very like you know n- another small adventure game with like cute visuals, a funny concept, and um, and just like fun gameplay first and foremost. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me is the soundtrack. Yes, um, I, I forgot to mention this with Rain on Your Parade. Rain on Your Parade, it feels like it's just like uh, royalty free uh, music yeah. they found. Uh, I, it's the one area that I wish was better. Uh, in that game, but I loved the soundtrack to um, Turner Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Did you have any... Because it changes area to area. Did you have particular favourites? Um, I liked the one in the abandoned house. That, that Ooh, music was pretty sick. Love yeah. that one. <laughs> and the one in... The, I think it's called Rocky Ramps. Oh, yeah. That, that's yeah, got so a real some good, good... Some good music. And during the... Um, during the, 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 the final boss battle against God Onion... <laughs> that has like a you know crazy anime inspired like like uh you know super fast pop song and then over the final credits there's just a really nice acoustic guitar sing alongy kind of song that sums up the plot of the game yeah. yeah i'm 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 hoping that this the the soundtrack is released in some way shape or form i'd love to yeah, like agree. buy it off apple music or something like that for sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, my biggest criticism of the game was uh, so you get uh, like okay, but first first criticism is that the button for OK is B. Mm-hmm. B is the button that you go back with. Not, yep. Not yeah. That, I mean that is that, but that's like that's the, X, the Xbox way, right? Wherever the B button is mapped yes. on the um, yeah. So, yes. so I guess maybe this game was designed for Xbox first and foremost. Um, small gripe. But it led to me like ripping up that f- that initial uh, deed um, that starts the game way faster than I that I intended to, uh, because I was expecting A to be the one to progress, and so I thought B would make it me go back. But instead, I ripped it in half, and, and the game began. Um, but so you have like a weapon um, that that upgrades like to different other weapons throughout the game. That it's like you know hack and slashing kind of stuff. And what is it at first? A sword, or is a it a dirt, a dirt sword? A dirt sword, and then it becomes a shovel at one point. Yep. Um, uh, you've got a watering can, uh, and you have what's the third main? Oh yeah, you have a. It, this, this game has portals in it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um, so, but but to um, so it's not it's not very not many abilities, um, and I'm pretty sure X doesn't do anything, and the shoulder buttons are seldom used. Um, oh, so, I don't think they used at all. Well, no, you can. So you can toggle between your three abilities using the, oh, um, the right. top two shoulder okay. buttons, sure. or you can hold Y and then select which one you want from the menu. 
But sure. I just thought, given how limited your options are, to not be able to use like a second button to map a different attack to, like you should just like you know like like even like you should just be able to map your sword, your weapon to always being in use. Yeah, and you yeah. have like I think is it B makes you trip over. I never used that. What's what was the use for that? I think it's it's sort of a dodge function. Right. Because when you when you trip over you do move a lot faster and I did use it for a couple of boss battles to like quickly get out of the way of whatever was trying to attack me. But I mean the re- the recovery of it is slow, so it's not like you could never like dodge an attack. You always just sort of dodged and then had to keep moving wherever you were moving to. Sure. That's already gripe. I think it just uh, I, I had yeah I had I, I I feel like I would be in the heat of the moment, especially in like some of the later boss battles. You have to constantly flick from the watering can to your sword, um, and then to a portal um, to avoid getting attacked. Um, yeah, and that was frustrating. I I found sometimes some of the quests got a little bit frustrating, just in the way that like the one that the one that really. Um, springs to mind is the potatoes so there's like a potato in you you know you encounter a potato in a graveyard and there's a potato in the abandoned house and the one in the abandoned house is the father of the one in the graveyard and so like the father goes like oh can you take a message to my son so you go all the way into the graveyard and give the message to the son and the son's like it's about yeah it's a 90 second journey to get there it's, yeah, but it's still... It was one of those, like... The son is like, take this back to my father. And then the father's like, oh, thank you. Take this back to my son. And I'm like, ah! I've yeah. been running back and forth. This is getting frustrating, guys. It's just, yeah, fet- fetch quest nonsense, I guess. It would have been... Yeah. It would have been helped a bit with a with a, a, a warp. If you could just warp to the, to your home at any given time. Because that's, like, the center point of the map. Yeah. Um, or if you're a fast travel to certain locations, I don't know. But I guess some of the charm is just you know like plotting through this world as a t- as an onion. Like yeah. I said, like the, the the furthest thing, the furthest distance you need to travel is you know will only take you ninety seconds. Um, but yeah. but when you are having to do it again and again and again, it is irritating, especially when you're looking for the last artifacts or whatever. Especially, and the the graveyard level is set up as kind of a maze, so it's yeah, a bit very like- Zelda-y. If you if you choose the wrong the wrong exit to the level, you get warped back to the start. Yeah. Um, and there's like a, a pumpkin giving you clues as to which, which is the right area for you to go to. Um, but you can knock this game over in like three hours. Yeah, I would say so. I don't only, only knock it over, but 100% in it about 100% that time. 100% it. Um, but I enjoyed myself the whole way through. Like I said, they have like, I have very minor gripes. I wish that the control layout was a bit better. And yeah, a few less fetch quests, but it's, it seems very aware of what it's doing when it's giving you that. Yeah. So it's almost like it wants to annoy you with fetch quests, and they are entirely optional. It's just for idiots like you and me who want to 100 percent it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm the constant idiot. You just entered the idiot realm for this one game this time. Um, sure. Welcome. <laughs> I 100 of being an idiot on this one. There was actually weirdly enough when I was working my way through the game again to because I was on like 98 percent trying to find what I was missing. I went to the abandoned house, and at one point a ghost showed up. Yeah, they never explained what what that was about. I kept like re-entering that room, hoping to hoping to re-trigger it, and like maybe there's something going on, but nothing ever came of it. Which I was a bit like, oh. I thought it was maybe like it's the ghost that used to live there who now you then face her later on in the other abandoned place. Well, it's a boy. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's her brother. I don't know. Yeah. That was a fun anyway. little thing. I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen now? Fun. 
What about yeah, that weird I, uh, piece of macaroni who like swears at you? What yeah, was his oh, deal? That, that was um, that's another reference to popular culture because what hit the speech he gives is known as like the Navy SEAL copy pasta, oh, which is right. like a, some YouTube comment or some chat comment where some guy was like threatening another dude being like i'm a navy seal and i can kill you in eight different ways and i have 10 hundred guns and all this stuff so that was i was like oh, okay cool another another reference that i get i didn't long I'm not, long conversation i'm not based though. enough yeah true um take the red John, pill in, in, Come on. infinitely more poggers than i am oh god <laughs> you son of a bitch um, but yeah, I, I definitely uh, I definitely recommend committing tax evasion with Turnip Boy. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I mean, it is it's like a twenty dollars game here, right? Yeah, I think so. About that. Yeah, oh, I think okay. I paid eighteen, are, but that was on sale. If you are someone that like you know would wants to see as much value, I much you know if if you equate time to value when it comes to games, I can understand your hesitancy to uh, commit that much money to a game that will be an easy one to knock over in three hours. But they are a charming three hours. Yes, and also, what are you doing listening to this podcast if if time spent equals value for you? <laughs> uh, so those are the games that we played uh, in the last week. I, I played a lot, a, a, quite a bit more of um, Kaze and the, and the Wild Masks. Uh, last yeah. week I said, it was, I said it was pretty damn good. I now think it is easily in my top three of the year. Oh, um, damn. Okay. It got... Man, the, the second and third worlds, just they just up the ante so much and there's so much to unlock and the boss fights are really fun and rewarding i think there's only four worlds of like of like eight levels um all up but they're pretty difficult i'm i'm now dying a lot in these in these last um most in in these these later third world world worlds and sorry third world levels and then i guess i've got the fourth world to get to which is only going to up the ante but uh man they just there's so many creative ideas in them and like it just is really fun how are they upping the ante? Um, like, is it just more difficult platforming? Is it tougher enemies? What's the? It's, it's more difficult plat- platforming, but also more variety in platforming. Like, okay. you, know, you, you can hang from things from your ears, and you've got to, you know, do a sequence of jumps off a different bunch of different vegetables. And then you know how they have in Donkey Kong Country the cannons. Yep. Um, where you jump in the cannon and then they move up and down on the screen. You've got to time your, your bit getting fired out of the cannon, right? In uh, Kaze, it's like a catapult that she loads into with her ears and then fires off with her ears. Right, um, okay. And they just, like, there's the first level that they introduced that in is so fun and, like, just so many opportunities to fuck the timing up. And you're like, oh, that was totally my fault. It is good to play one of those games. Like, I've been playing... Um, I, well, I spent like a fucking hour and a half today trying to um, transfer my PS4 save from Crash Bandicoot 4 to my PS, the PS5 version to play the updated version. Yeah. God, it was infuriating. I had to. It's, it's just a, a very annoying process. And then I finally got in there and, and started playing a level, and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of hate this. Right. <laughs> so to play, like I just you know like there's that that hitbox window is like so frustrating, and like there's just. I, I never feel like it's entirely my fault when I die in those games. Um, whereas Kaze is just so like, like precise. If I fuck up, it's because I got the timing wrong or I, you know, I just, you know, I messed a sequence up. You have to just, you have to be so precise. It almost, almost becomes a rhythm game in some of the more extreme platforming moments. And that's what I love. Um, okay. It's a, if you are a nice. platform fanatic, this is like, this is a really important game 
for for 2021 i reckon and uh, don't don't ignore kaze and the wild masks um cool. i also i feel like every episode now is going to give me um give you an update on uh oh god i can't remember the name of it now uh, i reviewed it last week kind of in a little bit uh when you're the guy and you have to wait for ages for the god to wake up oh uh the the reckoning no no, the, the waiting, the, the, the longing, the, the, the longing. That's the one. I was I, I got mixed up with the pathless. Um, All right, yeah. sure. Um, but we have gotten a request for me to talk about that game again. Okay. <laughs> Do yet another episode about the pathless. That game is great. Uh, but yeah, the longing um, came out uh, last week on Nintendo Switch, um, developed by uh, Studio Soofs, and um, in it you play a uh, uh, like a, a, a little helper who um, is told by the king, I'm going to sleep for 400 days, uh, look after the caves for me, and don't leave. And so you have to spend 400 days waiting for your king to wake up. But there's things you can do to improve your waiting, like finding all the different books in the, in the caves and finding musical instruments and getting inspiration for art and um, make, lighting a fire. Um, so after we recorded last week, I got lost in... Because like, time kind of ticks on <clears throat> at like regular pace. So... Essentially, if you aren't improving this guy's room, um, you will spend 400 days waiting for this king to wake up. 400 real-world days. <clears throat> but n- now I'm running at, like, just over double speed. So it's oh, been, cool. like, a week since I played, and it's, like, at... I think it's, like, 17 days have, have, have passed in my game clock. <clears throat> um, but I, but that said, I've only played it for maybe, like, an hour and a half all up. Um because now when I, I like before I play another game on my Switch, I'll just quickly go into the longing, have him pick up a book and start reading it because time goes faster when you're reading a book. Um, so this guy's read Moby Dick a few times. Uh, <laughs> but, which, and how many of us can say that, John? <laughs> um, <laughs> True. But then uh, um, there's, there's this one room where it's like, a, like the hallway of infinite walking or some shit. And when you're walking through this white tunnel time is at a standstill but if you just keep walking every minute the the room spawns a new item like a book or a curtain or like a a horse's head that you can mount in your room um so i spent half an hour last week just walking (laughs) through white rooms going like yeah i love indie games man (laughs) (laughs) uh but i it's it's a really enjoyable experience and I, i would compare it to the neverhood which is okay. a claymation uh, point-and-click adventure game that we played uh, in... I mean, I played it in high school. I, I suppose you would have played it around the same time. Yeah. Um, was it a LucasArts game? No, I don't think so. Very, very... Just similar in concept, I think. Yeah, that was really fun, that game. Um, uh, it was published by Microsoft and DreamWorks Interna- Interactive. There you go. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Back- Back in the wild days of video games when huge companies like DreamWorks were, were getting involved. Yeah, totally. That, that guy went on to make Skull Monkeys, right? I never played that. <coughs> I think so. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, really enjoying the longing. Um, I, you know, I think it's one of those things where if you spend an hour walking through these caves, like you have to put up with how slow the main character is to control, but there are rewards that will then make, you know, make, make the end game appear sooner for you. Very cool. Very weird and great concept. I like it. Um, nice. Have you played any other games besides the two we talked about? Um, I mean, there was the indie sale recently and I picked up a few things there. Uh, the one I sort of dived in on is Void Bastards. Oh, yeah, which right. Which I reviewed. You already on... reviewed that, right? 
Yeah, a long while ago on, on Xbox, um, but because I picked it up on, on Switch, you know, this is something that I can more pick up and play from now and then. It's a first-person shooter where you play a series of ex-convicts. Uh, it's essentially a roguelike uh, in that every time you die, you, you start again at the beginning, but, you know, little bits and pieces of progress that you got from your previous attempts carry over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you play a, a series of, of convicts who are, you know, brought back to life to explore this, this nebula that you're stuck in with the aim of, uh, you know, getting a, like, you need to find a printer and an ID to make a, a fake kind of identification card that'll allow the main computer on the ship to let you access navigation so you can fly out of this nebula. Right. So you, you fly ship to ship through, you know, through all these derelict ships and you can choose to dock on them and, and like, uh, you know, pick up, pick up resources to build stuff or resources to help you continue your journey. But at the same time, these ships will often have enemies on them that you need to uh, you need to deal with, and you might not be the most well equipped in terms of ammunition and stuff like that. So it gets a little bit tactical in that sense. Um, yeah, I'm I'm like it's uh, it's one that I've had my eye on um, as a oh one day I'll get this, and then when it showed up in the sale, I was like cool, let's do this. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. It's always good when you, I feel like almost every game I played on Wii U. When I rebought it on Switch, I was like, "Oh wow, I love this game!" And I, I, yeah. I only put like an hour into it on Wii U. Yeah, definitely that kind of vibe. Yeah, um, uh, I also played a board game last night. Um, I, I kickstarted a, um, a, a series of three, um, I guess, like uh, roll and write style games, like you know where you roll a di- dice rolling games, basically. <clears throat> but they're small games that are very easy to teach, which are my favorite kind of games to play with my kids. Um, and uh, these were started by Board Game Tables, um, who I guess are most famous for publishing a game called On Tour, which is one of my favorite roll and write games. And I guess in America, they're more famous for creating board game tables themselves. Um, but uh, I, I kickstarted three games. One of them was called GPS, the other one was called Sequoia, and the third was called Mountain Goats. And they arrived last week in these great little square boxes with awesome art. And uh, we played Mountain Goats last night, me, my kids, and my parents. Um, Ooh, nice. And my, my my dad squashed us, um, but you uh, you each play. You choose a color, and there's like um, numbers from five to ten in front of you, and um, each of the mountain uh, each of the numbers have like a pile of cards above them, and you have there's there's four goats of different colors um, at, at the bottom of each mountain, and you choose a color, and you roll the dice, and then you choose. You can make patterns with the. Um, with the dice like you can group the numbers together like say you have a six and a four that you can either make make you can go like oh i'll move it to the six or i can put the six and four together and that's a ten and so you can for every number that you can make with your groups you move a goat up one level of that mountain and at the top of the mountain you get a chip with a point score on it and then you make your way down the mountain it's really simple it's so fun uh i'm I, I, over the moon with like how how great my first impressions of this game were everyone like was was really invested so um uh, yeah, highly recommends. Uh, if you go to boardgametables.com, you can buy them all for uh, forty-four bucks um, American for all three. Um, and oh, these nice. guys have some great have some great stuff on their website. But yeah, I think I'm going to play try and play GPS tonight, which is like a spaceship one with like a um, an actual like physical spaceship that you have to spin around in the middle of the in the middle of the um, the, the table. And it's just it's very cool. impressive that what they're able to fit in uh, in in these small boxes. 
um, which is quite similar to how I feel about the Oink games. And I literally just got a notification saying that DHL has delivered um, a series of games that I, um, I kick-started from Oink Games earlier this year. So uh, that's, that's my weekend sorted. Hell yeah. Nice And one. also my, my immediate plans. My next 10 minutes are going to be me opening these and going, ooh. <laughs> well, we can't, we can't hold you from that, my friend. Uh, I, I, uh, I need to head off as well. Plus they're doing construction here, which have fun, have fun listener picking that one up on my mic. I, I haven't heard anything, but that mic, the mic you're using will pick up some, some funny background sounds. Yeah, definitely. Um, 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 are you playing anything this week? You're looking forward to uh, any games coming out, or, or potentially there's, there's one I want to pick up on on Steam called Fights in Tight Places or Fights in mm-hmm. Tight Spaces, which is like a a card game where your cards control like brawling moves that your character does. Yep, like it's a combination brawler slash card game, which I've been cool. keeping my eye on. Yeah, that uh, sounds fun. Other than that, having a daughter. Yeah, so we should say that like at any given moment, John may suddenly have two weeks off the podcast because uh, you do get paid paternity leave from podcasts now. Oh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? Anything you're looking forward to this week? Well, um, we, we, we should say that the, um, uh, the publisher of... We'd have to say that the, the um, uh, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion um, was uh, developed by Snoozy Kazoo yep. and published, published by Graffiti Games. Um, and Graffiti Games have actually um, published a game called Blue Fire, um, which oh, was right. described okay. to me as like a third-person 3D action version of Hollow Knight. And I have that on my Switch, and I need to play it. Uh, so given how much I enjoy Turnip Boy, the least I can do to say thanks is to play Blue Fire. So I'm going to try and play some of that this week, which is uh, exciting. Nice. Um, so that's it for the episode thank you very much for listening everybody if you would like to uh, hear more of us you can there's another bonus episode Um, there is a bonus episode on our Patreon so far and another coming very soon Uh, Mm -hmm. shit we should maybe try and get that in the can soon (laughs) definitely I mean I'm going to be taking my microphone home with me from the office so hopefully we can we can work out some times to record um, but we have a Patreon episode, which is a, uh, a nice long deep dive into um, the game Bastion by Supergiant Games. Uh, and very soon we're going to be recording an episode all about the Stanley Parable for our Patreon Game of the Month Club. Uh, you also get access to our Discord community, which I mentioned earlier, which is a great place to talk indie games and many other fine things. Uh, you can do all this at patreon.com slash all the small games. And we thank you in advance for even considering such a thing. Uh, John, if you want to find him online, you can at 16tacos on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. And the show can be found at facebook.com slash allthesmallgames or at Twitter um, at allthesmallgame. Uh, you can email the show too. Uh, I think we have some emails, but we can read them some other time. Allthesmallgames at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And thank you very much for listening once again. Bye, everyone. Bye.